Your podcast is a powerful tool that serves your audience and your business. But how do you manage it all, bring in new listeners, and convert those listeners into customers? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators. I'm Sarah Whitaker, classroom teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm here to help you get the most out of your show, all while making an impact on other educators. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Podcasting for Educators. I hope that you are having a great day so far. I just got back from having lunch with my daughter, Adeline. She started kindergarten this year, and it's so fun to go in and have lunch with her. She's obviously still at that very sweet age where she loves having me come in and gives me big hugs and kisses when I'm there, and I know that stage will not last forever. So I'm enjoying it while I can, and I will continue to bring her Happy Meals from Old McDonald's is what she calls it instead of McDonald's as long as she keeps asking me to. But we are not talking about Happy Meals today. We are going to be having a little talk about podcast downloads. Last week, I had an episode with Sarah Marie, and we went through kind of every step of her podcast growth over the last 100 episodes of her show, The Stellar Teacher Podcast. And at the time of recording that episode, she had recently hit 100,000 downloads. And so in that episode, we really just wanted to show you the time that it took her to get there because that didn't happen overnight. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. It's a really good one. Lots of good like behind-the-scenes information. And we shared her exact download numbers each month from the first month she started to the current month that we recorded, which was August 2022, maybe beginning of September 2022. And I think she had around 700 downloads for the very first month of her show. And Maybe you're listening to that and that number might seem low, and maybe you're listening and that number might sound really high because maybe you have a lot less downloads than that per month. And kind of for the record, 700 downloads a month is still on the higher end in terms of average downloads for podcasts across the board, which we're going to get into a little bit more in just a few minutes. But this whole conversation with her got me thinking that I wanted to do an episode today specifically about downloads what we actually should consider when we're looking at our downloads and some benchmarks that we can use to create some goals for ourselves. Now, first, I want to give my general gentle yet very firm reminder that downloads alone are not an indicator of your show's success. However, I will validate that downloads do matter. We want to see our downloads growing over time, of course. So let's look at a few factors when it comes to understanding downloads and setting our expectations. I want you to remember that podcasting is a type of long-form content, so your download numbers really cannot be compared to the number of your Instagram followers or your Pinterest followers or members of your Facebook group because that's really comparing apples to oranges, and I, I cannot say that enough. The... Latter examples that I just gave there are things that we do with the click of a button. We follow accounts, we like a picture, we click, or I should say we like a reel since there are less and less pictures on Instagram these days. We click a Pinterest pin, and how long do those actions take? Maybe one second. How long are we engaged with someone's content with a podcast? 
15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. So what I'm trying to say here is that I just want you to remember that your podcast is its own thing. It's not your Instagram. It's not your Pinterest. And the people who are listening are doing it with the intention of wanting to hear from you and wanting to learn from you and wanting to spend time with you, which is a lot different than social media. So the other thing I want to touch on is that the level at which your podcast grows in some ways really completely depends on your niche and on the topic of your show. And let me explain what I'm talking about here. Let's take two completely made-up examples. They very well probably do exist. Well, the first one definitely does. I don't know about the second one. But let's look at two examples of two different podcasts that are different, but they have some overlapping similarities. So podcast one is a motherhood podcast, and it talks to moms with young children. So is that a niche audience? Eh, kind of. I mean, yes, it is. It's it's talking to a specific group of people. Is it like a super specific niche? No, not really. And then podcast two is a podcast designed specifically for single moms who are mothers of twins. Okay? That is pretty dang specific. Again, now I'm like curious. I'm going to definitely go check my phone and see if that's an actual thing because I wouldn't be surprised if it is. I've seen so many really, really niched podcasts like that. Okay, so we've got our general motherhood podcast, and then we've got our podcast for single moms who have twins. Which one of these would have more downloads, do you think? If they were doing the exact same thing in terms of like marketing, they're out there on their Instagram promoting every episode, they're guesting on podcasts, maybe they're even running Facebook ads, they are asking their audience to share, like they're doing all of those right things to promote their show. Which one do you think would have more downloads? I think it would probably be the general motherhood one because it's speaking to a specific group of people, but it's a very large group of people. But if both of these podcasts were used for business purposes, who might be getting the better ROI? Obviously, it's hard to tell because these are made-up podcasts, but it very well could be the podcast for single moms with twins because their content is very specific. So anything that they're putting out there to their audience is going to resonate with them versus maybe a more general niche. And I feel like that's a, oh gosh, what is the word? An oxymoron. That's it. An oxymoron. A general niche. I don't know, but I think you know what I'm saying here. (laughs) We've got like the larger niches and the more specific niches. But I see this time and time again. I see this with podcasts that I've worked on is sometimes people who have a very broad audience, even if it's a larger audience, they don't get as much of an ROI or as clear of an ROI as somebody with a more niched audience who maybe has less downloads, but they are really seeing those conversions because the things that they're putting out to their listeners are things that all of their listeners need. Not all of their listeners are buying, but a larger percentage is. All right, podcasters, you know how many details come with producing just a single 
episode, and using the right tools is the key to creating high-quality episodes in the most efficient way possible. One of my absolute favorite tools I use is Zencaster. I have tried so many different platforms for recording my guest interviews, and Zencaster is the one I've stuck with for so many reasons. It always gives me the highest quality audio because there is nothing worse than recording an episode that you can't use because of bad quality. It's so easy for you and your guests, even the not-so-tech-savvy ones. All they have to do is click a link, and we start recording. Boom. Done. Plus, the video is crystal clear, so you can repurpose your solo and your guest episodes on social media and on YouTube. Oh, and it gives you a transcript of your episodes. You can go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code EDUCATORS. You'll get 30% off your first three months of Zencaster Professional. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all of my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. So go to Zencaster.com slash pricing. That's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R dot com slash pricing and use my code EDUCATORS for 30% off. That's educators, all lowercase letters. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, the show topic or niche aside, there's also the matter of like what the podcast host was actually working with when they started. I work on, I do have a motherhood podcast that I work with who gets over 50,000 downloads a month. But she also started with like 300,000 Instagram followers, engaged Instagram followers at that. She's one of like the people who did blogging, like before blogging was hardly a thing. And so she had this huge audience. Now, when I started my podcast, I had just started a brand new Instagram. And there is no way in the world that my podcast will ever, ever have the number of downloads that that client I just mentioned has. There's just no way, and that's fine because the two have absolutely nothing to do with each other. So what I'm trying to say here is that like, it's the size of the potential audience for your niche. A podcast for lower elementary, like K through three teachers, has a larger potential audience than a podcast specifically for first grade teachers. So this is why it's just so important to be sure that your offers and your lead magnets that you're promoting on your show align with who your audience is. And if you have a specific audience and your offers are specifically for that targeted group of people, then that's what you want. And that's why niche shows often see a better ROI. Okay. So a lot of you are probably like, all right, all right, Sarah, I get it. I need a niche show. Don't compare my downloads to anyone else's but my own, but give me some numbers here. And I will do that. My favorite place to look for average uh, download numbers is the data that Buzzsprout puts out. And I will link this in my show notes. I like this because they update it often and it's just very easy to quickly look at. At the time of this recording, here is the current rundown. So these numbers I'm about to give you are average download numbers per episode within seven days of it being released, okay? So you put your episode out, and then this is how many downloads it's going to get within seven days. And these numbers might blow your mind. (laughs) The top 50% of podcasts have 29 downloads per episode within seven days. 29. The top 25% have 99 downloads within seven days. 
The top 10% of podcasts have 373 downloads after seven days. Okay, so that was a bit of a jump from 99 downloads to 373. The top 5% of podcasts have 910 downloads per episode after seven days. And the top 1% of podcasts have 4,682 downloads after seven days of being released. Okay, so very wide range of numbers. So if you are getting 100 downloads for your episode after seven days, these numbers are showing you that that is well above average, which is pretty awesome. Okay, so having these numbers in mind, I want to give you just a few download benchmarks that you could use for goal setting. Okay, so goal number one. So this is like the first thing that you're aiming for if you're early on in your podcast or, hey, even if you've had your podcast for a while, but you're not seeing much growth. I want your first goal to try and get 50 downloads per episode after seven days. If you are accomplishing 50 downloads per episode, then judging by these numbers that I just read to you, that puts you in the top 50% of podcasts. Goal number two is to get 100 downloads after seven days. If you do that, now you're in the top 25% of podcasts. Okay, so we're aiming for 50 downloads, then going up to 100 downloads. Now this next one's a bit of a jump. Goal number three is to get 500 downloads per episode after seven days. This will land you in the top 10% of podcasts based on those numbers I read off to you. And yes, I realize that is a big jump from 100 downloads to 500 downloads. But the reason that I do this is because this is where I kind of tend to see numbers stay a little bit stagnant is around like the 100, 200 download per episode mark. So if we can get over that hump, then that's where I tend to see a lot of people reach a lot of growth and shoot up to that $500, not $500, 500 download mark. Now, for any of you high flyers out there who are either like, I I want way more than 500 downloads, I want to go for the gold, maybe you already have 500 downloads per episode. If you do, you are rocking it. Good job. But If you want some like stretch goals, then goal number four would be a thousand downloads after seven days. That puts you in the top 5%. And then goal number five would be 5,000 downloads per episode after seven days. And then my friend, you would be in the top 1% of podcasts and you better tell me if you hit that goal (laughs) because that would be incredible. Now, just being realistic here, there's a really good chance that most of us might not ever see goal four and five. And I'm not saying that to say like, don't shoot for that goal. Absolutely, you should. It's totally possible. I've seen it done many times, but I don't want you to beat yourself up if you're not getting a thousand, a thousand, gosh, I keep wanting to say dollars, (laughs) a thousand downloads within a week of releasing an episode. I just want you to understand that that is like way, way above average and very few podcasts reach that. But really, these benchmarks, they really depend on your numbers. Where did you start your first few months of starting your show? Where are you now? What's a realistic six-month goal? What's a realistic one-year goal? Look at your numbers and decide what makes sense for your show and for your audience. 
Now, if you have not already listened to my episode all about, it like goes into a deeper dive on stats, that's episode 15. It's called Which Podcast Metrics Should I Be Tracking? And that really just breaks down like the specific things to look at with your download numbers. And then I also have episode 17, which is suggestions for setting data-driven podcast goals. That's another great one kind of along this same topic. And then more recently, episode 65, I did an episode on why your listeners might not be converting because conversions really are way more important than downloads are. So just keep that in mind. Check that episode out if you haven't already. I hope that this gives you a little bit of insight as to what's considered quote unquote average with your podcast downloads and maybe can help you set some goals for yourself because we do want to see that growth. But remember to think about your potential audience and your numbers when you're setting those goals. And of course, the conversions that you're getting from your show. All right, my friends, that is all for today. I will be back with a new episode next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about podcasting. If you're looking for support in launching, managing, or growing your podcast, check out my online course, the Podcasting for Educators Prep School at podcastingforeducators.com slash prep school. I'll see you here next time.